The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. The Gospel of the Lord. Remain faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the old days, that is more than three years ago, we used to wonder, why did so many Germans collaborate with the Nazi rulers? How come so many of them were happy to surrender their neighbors to the authorities? And we used to think maybe it's something about German society and culture, who knows? But the truth is in the last three years, we realized that we are all like this. All of us are the same as the Germans during World War II. What happened? We saw people ringing the authorities to say, oh, I saw my neighbor. She went down to the end of her garden to speak to her grandchildren. She's breaking lockdown, arrest her. We had so many collaborators. We had people fighting and saying, if you haven't taken the vaccine, you're not welcome. You cannot come to Thanksgiving or Christmas. And they were willing to fight over such things. And now, of course, they found out that they are more likely to die for having taken the vaccine, more likely to die than those who didn't take it. But that's another matter. This, we found out we were so willing to be collaborators, to surrender to the state, to surrender our freedoms. When we talk about martyrdom, St. Cecilia died as a martyr. Martyrdom is not about dying. Martyrdom is about faithfulness, faithfulness to Christ. Cecilia, she died somewhere between the year, she's supposed to have died around the year 230. Some people think it's maybe 170 AD, so quite early. And the church in Rome, Santa Cecilia in Trastevere, is still there, which is built on the site of her house. She converted her, her pagan husband, and then her husband and his brother were martyred first, and then she followed them in death. And her body, when it was discovered in 1599, is still incorrupt, lying there like she's asleep. There's a famous sculpture of St. Cecilia lying in death, uh, a Baroque sculpture, which you can see in the Church of Santa Cecilia in Trastevere, or indeed on Wikipedia, if you look it up. <laughs> okay. Now, 
Martyrdom is not about dying. Martyrdom is about being faithful to Christ, no matter what. We might think, you know, all these years we said, oh yes, you know, Medjugorje has converted us. I want to be faithful to Christ. I want to follow him no matter what. And then what happened? Along came a virus and <clears throat> everything goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the church teaching is, yes, you could take the vaccine, but you have to do certain things. You have to write to the government, to the health industry, to the pharmaceutical industry, and complain, stop using aborted babies. Stop doing these things and find a better way to make vaccines. Those of you who took the vaccine, did you do that? Did you do that? I don't blame you because your leaders should have told you about this. The bishops and the priests should have told you. But if we don't complain, nothing will change. Why do you think there are no vaccines made with pig cells or cow cells? Pig would be great. Pig, hum, uh, pig DNA and human cells, you know, they, they mix quite freely, quite well. Because of Muslims and Hindus, that's why they're not used. But Catholics are mugs. Catholics are idiots. Therefore, they will carry on using aborted babies. And we put up with it. But not only that, we run to surrender our freedoms to the state. How many of you were shocked and disgusted by what Prime Minister Justin Trudeau did in Canada? Did you even see what he did? Innocent people protesting, and he seized their assets. He bullied them into submission. Single women thrown into jail. Other people, their bank accounts frozen. He acted like a dictator. And then he has the gall to go and talk about China. <laughs> I think the Chinese should complain about Canada. But all these things are happening around us. When we see things like this, of course, it's tempting to think, gosh, the end must be near, or surely Christ must come and save us because things are so bad in the world. Jesus doesn't tell us when things are going to happen. He tells us, well, first, there'll be wars and insurrections. We have that. There will be earthquakes and famines and plagues, or two out of three. We might get famine soon as well. So there'll be three out of three. But still, we don't know if this means this is the time. All we know is that all these rumblings will take place, telling us the world is not right because the world does not have God. The world does not want God. And therefore, these things are happening. Something, how shall I put this? The human soul knows things are not right and it will manifest in different ways. For example, in this age, since the 1960s, when people have become more sexually permissive, there's a new expression, I was horrified to discover this, you know, in these dating apps, people put sex positive. What that means is they have no morals about sex. They'll have sex with anyone and anything, and they don't care. But that's apparently positive. It's such a, such a negative thing. And then they wonder why they're so miserable, why they have anxiety and are taking antidepressants. The, the human soul will manifest something when it knows everything else is wrong. So with promiscuity, it manifests in a desire to lynch pedophiles, okay? Because it knows there must be a, a line drawn somewhere. There must be a line drawn somewhere. With something like abortion, because so many people put up, so many Catholics put up with this or tolerate it 
or say, oh, I would never have one, but I can't stop other people. Well, really, why don't you go and say, I would never kill Jews, but I can't stop the Nazis. Why not? <laughs> it's the same logic, isn't it? Stupid. Absolutely stupid. If Catholics are saying that, how dreadful the world must be. Now, what does that manifest as? I think an unhealthy, exaggerated care for animals. Okay? Because deep down we know something is not right with aborting babies, but we can't say that. So we obsess over animals and the environment. Oh, climate change. Oh, yes, climate change. Yeah, great. Climate has changed for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years. Okay? But we make that into a god that we must somehow bow down before this altar. Why? It's also, it's easy to beat your breast about climate change. Oh, I'm so guilty of this sin. Because then you can ignore your real sins, your own personal sins. Do not be blind to what is going on. Christ calls us to faithfulness. There is a problem with, you know, with uh, people who, who love Garabandal and Medjugorje and things like this, apparition sites, we know something is coming and then we get impatient. When will our Lord intervene? When will the secrets happen? And then we can't live because then we constantly have apocalypse on our brain and that is not a way to live. Christ does not ask us to live like this in this tension of constant expectation like this of when is it going to happen? He asks us for perseverance, to be calm. When we see all around us falling apart, to be calm, to look firmly on, at Christ himself. Do not put your faith in structures. Jesus tells us at the beginning, he says, he's looking at the temple and saying, you will not see one stone left upon another. In the same way, with the church, do not put your faith in structures, physical or metaphorical. You know, maybe in your parish, you know, the church is strong and it looks after the local school and this and that and the other, and the hospital is funded by the church. Don't assume that these things will last. Don't. The state will seize them. The state will take the schools from you because they want to indoctrinate your children. The state will take away the hospitals because they want to perform abortions and, and also euthanize you when you are no longer of use to them. Don't be surprised. This will happen, of course. Okay, don't be naive. Don't look at St. Peter's and think, oh, it's such a beautiful church, at least the faith is there. The day will come when St. Peter's will be dust and ash, completely, not one stone upon the other. But our faith is not built on these things. Our faith is built on Jesus. This is what Jesus calls us to, faithfulness to him. Look only to him and remain, remain with him. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.